I was creating a schedule and more of a rhythm to go with my day. They're a different soul group and they're animals and they would like to be treated that way. I need to pay attention to the messages that I'm getting. I am so excited to be here today with Renee that I'm going to call her the animal whisperer. She is the animal communicator. And I'm so excited that you're here today, Renee, with us. I am so excited to have met you recently. And ah, here we are. So what brought you to this point, to this moment in time? What do you do? What is an animal communicator? And why am I calling you an animal whisperer? And what does it have to do with humans? I mean, you're working with animals. What does it have to do with us? Well, we're all living on this planet. And uh, I, I think, you know, many, many moons ago, it was so normal to talk to, to our animals because they were important to us and they were part of, of our, you know, circle of life. You know, they helped us with getting the crops in or they were, they were keeping us safe. And of course, then industrial revolution started and us humans thought we were slimmest and smarter than anyone else. But um, it doesn't mean that we still kind of need our animals to, to have our back. And for me personally, my animals have always kept me safe from a very young age to, to now. And I actually always thought everyone was talking to their cats and dog and, and <laughs> were having messages back, you know. And um, yeah, I, I always go first to the animal it's very normal so having gone through life and and gone through some bad stuff in life too it it was or it were the animals that that kept me going got me back up and supported me and uh, i just want to be of their service and help them get their messages out because they have some potent messages right so you know First of all, they would like us to know that they're not humans. They're a different soul group and they're animals and they would like to be treated that way too. Um, so, so that's always the first thing I start with. And then there's also, you know, as a group, they also have things they want to teach us. So, you know, a, a main stream one for dogs, for example, is, is forgiveness. You know, a dog forgives us on a dime, like, oh, we're too late or they have to wait for food or... We said we were going to play, but then we didn't show up or we're always looking at our phone, you know. <laughs> uh, and the mainstream one for cats is like, you know, take care of yourself, be independent, create your own space. And, <laughs> you know, that's that's cats for you. And so every group has a, a mainstream one and then they end up in your life and then um, they're going to highlight something for you and, and help you on a health journey or a mental health journey or um, finding your feedback on the ground or then it gets individual right then you step into uh, then the question is are you brave enough to stand in front of that mirror and listen like oh yeah I actually really need to learn that (laughs) it's a long answer to your first simple question but (laughs) it's it's just simply beautiful animals bring so much richness into our into our human experience. And I get made fun of because I like, like we had ants crawling on our countertop recently. And the impulse would have been in the past for some in my family to just kill them. And I'm like, 
no, check this out. They've got a whole system going and they come out and they forage at a certain time. And if we would just clean the counter more thoroughly and not, you know, tempt them like this. And so now nobody in my house will kill an ant. <laughs> they leave them there. I pick them up and I, I talk to them and I take them outside and explain to them that this is their new home. And, <laughs> and I apologize, but I would really like for them to stay outside. <laughs> So we've literally, this might gross some people out, but we've literally had ant colonies like in our house before until we just told them to get out, out of here. So, so you have been communicating. There was something that you said that really caught my ear. You were surprised when you learned that animals didn't communicate back to everybody. So what have you noticed as like in your adult life is different about how you receive messages from animals and your understanding about how other people may be blocking those messages, or they just may not be open to receiving them, or they may not have that gift. How do you frame that? And how, do, how can we well, understand what you mean? Yeah, well, first of all, everyone, animals talk to everyone. It's, it's more, are we listening uh, kind of thing? I, I think there's several things happening. One of the things is that people don't take it seriously. If they receive a message, they, they you know, it's kind of looking for your glasses while they're on top of your head. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to know there's something going on, but, you know, you're not quite sure where that is coming from. Well, you, you know, I have to love that analogy because I'm an eye doctor, right? So and <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a huge analogy here because we have our eyes and we take them for granted and, and we are oh. seeing these things. But we are we really aware of them kinesthetically? Yeah cognitively, behaviorally, socially, mentally, spiritually. So it's... Perfect. Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> so, so that happens. And then um, you have a whole group of people who say, well, I can't do that. I, I just can't do that, right? And I always, you know, I always say to people, like, it's you're swimming in the middle of the lake, in the lake. you've already gotten to the middle of the lake, and then you say, oh, I can't swim. <laughs> you know, oh, I can't swim. But you're already halfway to the lake. I'm like, of course you're swimming. So, of course, you can talk to your animal. You know, we just do that unconsciously, but uh, we also do it because our society has put opinions about talking to animals. You know, we, we all know the expression of the crazy cat lady or um, people who treat their dog as, as their child or, or those kind of things. And, and I think there are a lot of stigmas around talking to your animal as we've you know, put stigmas about people who get nudges about the future or are able to see colors around people or, you know, we say, oh, maybe it's time to see an eye doctor. If you see colors, that's weird. <laughs> well, well, more often as a psychiatrist, if you're seeing like visions and these kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think we're forgetting that we're opening up to something that's been there, you know, for, for, for a, for, eons and we just as a as a collective decided that it's not good for us and uh, that we don't need to tap into those things which i think is not true but it's it's a healing journey if you are willing to open up to that you know and some people feel find really great healing uh, with the trees and plants and so they will go out in the garden and, and we call them people with a green thumb, but it's a healing journey, right? It's a connection with an with a living thing. 
plants are living. They may not have a heartbeat, but they are living entities and, and they show us things like, I am in too much sun. Okay, I, I don't like that. You need to move me. I, you know, there's too much wind here. So I am going to grow this way. You know, they're so showing us like, hey, if there is too much pushback in a certain direction in your life, then maybe you need to bend in a different way. Or maybe you should move me somewhere else where I can grow straighter up or be more taller, you know. And it's messages that, are you open for it? And then you say like, oh, you're good with the garden and with your plants. and Or you're not. And then everything dies around you because you leave your plants in the full sun and they're not supposed to be there. And um, yeah, having said that, I'm not really good with plants. I, I, I should listen better there. <laughs> but I'm also not living in my root country, so to speak. So I'm, I'm learning. But it's the openness of learning, you know. Um, are you willing to to learn and watch. One of, one of the things for us human beings, for example, we like to be in control and organize things. So at the moment, our deer are having foals or, or little babies, let me call it that way, before I, I name it in the wrong English word. And what they do when their baby's born, they leave it at a place that they consider as safe. So they trust that environment. And then they go and have a drink and eat something and they come back. But sometimes there is a human who finds this baby and they, they immediately think it's an abandoned baby and start, you know, getting some more humans involved and stuff. And then mom comes back and her baby is gone with all well-meaning activities. So it's it's learning to listen and read up into your environment. Okay, okay maybe I should slow down. Maybe I should sit with this baby and wait. Or maybe I should sit from a distance and watch this baby. This baby doesn't look in, in any distress, so it's not worried. So let me not be worried. And so you can learn from a situation by just observing and looking and those kind of things. I'm hoping I'm not whirling away from the question you just asked me. But Well, I'm, I'm curious about... What story, is there a story in particular that you would like to share with us about your experience with an animal? It could be when you were a child. It could be when you were a little bit older. It could be a recent experience, of course, maintaining the confidentiality of whoever it is that you're working with. But, but how, how do you work with, with people in this milieu? Um, so... My clients or, or what is an experience that you had that was so powerful that you have to share it because it was a turning point in your uh, awareness? Well, as a, as, a, as a youngster, so to speak, my best friend was a rooster and he would always say good morning and he would, you know, see me off to school. And when I come back, he would kind of ask how my day was. And um, that was really cool. And I thought everyone did that, he had someone special. Um, and, and, you know, my life wasn't a Disney story, so I wasn't singing to the birds and they weren't chirping off my shoulders, you know. It was just me with a relationship with my environment at that stage. So when I was a teenager, I kind of abandoned everything because, you know, I wanted to fit in. So when I, I think, hit my mid-30s, I started to reconnect and started paying attention. Uh, one of the things was these birds that would always come into our garden and I started to, to look at it and I'm like gosh this bird really has a schedule 
And my life at that moment was all over the place, you know, little kids and oh, I was so exhausted. So I started listening and watching this bird and realizing that by interacting and connecting every day at the same moment, I would calm down. I would sit down with a cup of tea. So I was actually creating a schedule and more of a rhythm to go with my day and what I needed and everything else. And that was quite an eye opener for me uh, to, to say like, okay, okay, I need to pay attention to the messages that I'm getting. Because, you know, as a young mom, you, I didn't feel very supported and was very overwhelmed. But when I started to pay attention, <clears throat> I started to notice, oh my gosh, you know, there's actually really a lot of support out there, <laughs> you know. So it, it, it is uh, my clients that are coming, they, they come with something specific, like my cat pees on the carpet or, you know, my dog is so enthusiastic when we go walk, I can't hold him. But then we bring it back to their day-to-day life and we start, you know, taking away some of the overwhelm because it's always overwhelming when a, when an animal is kind of communicating right into your face. And then we take away that pressure and relax and their space to breathe. And then you start to see like, oh, you know, maybe they should get a better schedule or maybe they should pay attention to what they're eating or Maybe they're really upset with that new highway that has been built, but they haven't expressed because everyone is so enthusiastic about it. You know, the commute will be shorter and the dog is expressing this stuff from outside. And that's why he's so enthusiastic. So it's layering down what the animal is trying to tell us, uh, which is really important. I've noticed in my work. I have a personal question to ask you and you can reserve the right not to answer it. And uh, just so whoever's watching live or on the replay here on Facebook or whoever's listening, you know, on the Journey Through Health and Wellness podcast, do you eat animals? I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. But I, uh, I know exactly where my animals are coming from because I, I go to a, a farmer who takes really good care of them. I, I've tried not to eat animals, but my, my body needs the protein and, the, and everything else. I don't overeat meat or fish or anything else, but uh, I do, um, I make conscious choices about what I eat with everything, actually, my veggies, everything I eat. Um, so, yeah. And I know it's a personal question, but can you, can you speak to that a little bit more? Because I'm personally very interested in that question. And I, I didn't even like, i I don't know if I should admit this, but I don't necessarily plan for interviews. I do spontaneous interviews. Yeah. If I know somebody really well ahead of time, it may go in one direction. But if I don't know somebody very well, as we have just met, then I, my egoic self says, Alyssa, why didn't you study about Renee ahead of time? And the other part of me says, this is kind of interesting to have a conversation publicly <laughs> on many different you know social media outlets and all this and asking somebody who I don't even know I have some common framework with a question that mo- most people would not necessarily ask and so if you could speak to that for a moment I know we just have you know we just have about 10 more minutes and um, in the last five minutes we want to learn about what you're doing more directly um, and how we can find you and reach you and all of those contact points but 
in the next five minutes, could you talk about your relationship with these animals? And maybe, I don't know if you want to weave in the idea of animal agriculture and how that affects us in the field of consciousness and what the difference is. So if somebody is moving from eating a lot of animals and they're completely not really aware of animal agriculture and the implications for not only health and wellness of individual animals and people, but of the ecosystem at large versus the way that you have stepped into eating animals in a mindful and conscious way. And then I might take it for a minute there (laughs) after that and put plant some seeds and water them with you as we continue to develop your green thumb. (laughs) No, I like it. I like it. And, And to be honest, I've never been asked this question. So it, it's scary territory because people assume a lot when you are an animal communicator. I, I do believe in the circle of life in a respectful way. And I, I don't know enough about uh, the industry to make too, mo- too many uh, assumptions. If people want to see an amazing little documentary, it's the, I think it's the little big farm on Netflix you can watch, which is just awesome. That's a powerful, uh, powerful yeah. And, and again, there as well, they, they live with the land, but the animals that they have there, they are also to be eaten, you know. So for me, it's really important that the animals are taking good care of, uh, are eating and playing and being outside. And even the way they are been taken their lives for, for consumption to eat uh, also has been in a respectful way. Because everything is energy and everything you put in your mouth and into your body is a way to show respect for yourself, for your environment and for the earth. So it's, again, a circle. So you have all these circles connecting into one another. And it's not always convenient, but it's something that you can make a choice. And I think it's really important to, to make a choice of leaving the place where you are, at least in the same condition, or, you know, even better, in a better condition. And I, I think that's a really important uh, way of, of looking at things. It's not black and white. Life isn't black and white. So you have options and you can choose. And there is always a choice. I know a lot of people go like, but it's very expensive. Well, then you eat less. So there's always a choice you can make. And it's a personal choice. So don't feel that you're being bullied by anyone. You know, educate yourself. Take your time with things. Ease yourself into change slowly. You know, don't go from left to right all of a sudden. If you would do that in real life with your body, you get vertigo. So it's the same way with changing your lifestyle. Go slow, take your steps, find information that feels right to you with everything that you do. It's a big topic to talk about, right? This is... uh, not something we will finish in five minutes. It's 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 enormous. This is this is true, and I really deeply appreciate your honesty and integrity in answering a question that nobody has ever asked you. And I am honoring within you your exploration of the answer with the understanding that yes, it is a big question that I couldn't resist answering. I mean asking, and I obviously don't want to resist answering it too, but I'm going to hold that for another day. I'll just plant a seed for 
a few seconds and then we'll move on to how we can find you, which is that what I am interested in is interviewing you again now that you know that question that I have. Um, and that may not happen for a few months, depending on schedules and everything, but to, to, to dive deeper into that question a few months from now and see if you've shifted anything in, in what you put in your mouth around cows and chickens and fishes and the milk from animals that's meant for their young. So, okay, so I'm done with that. <laughs> and you notice my languaging around that, which has taken me a lot of time to have the courage to speak in that way. So in the next four minutes, could you let us know what you're up to, what you are doing? Do you have any uh, workshops or courses, or is there a target audience that you would love to work with? How, how do you, what is the framework for how we can find you? And what are, you know, what is your social, what is your contact information? Well, you can find me at SagittariusWay.com. So that's Sagittarius as in the sign Sagittarius and then way. Um, us Sagittarius, we are always, people go like, oh, I thought so you were a Sagittarius because apparently we have a certain way about us. So <laughs> here you go. I have uh, on the 15th of June, uh, a webinar coming up about learning the five different love languages your dog shows you, how you can communicate with your dog. That sounds uh, Beautiful. And you can go, uh, uh, you can go and find that on my website. All the information is there. What, is, a, your, what is your website? It's SagittariusWay.com. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a Facebook group. You're very welcome to join, and that's um, your animals as your coach uh, website. And I go live there and I chat there, and you can ask questions. And I'm also very active at Insight Timer. It's a meditation app where I also do live sessions. So I will be live there in about an hour, yes. uh, 2 p.m. Mountain time. 2 p.m. Mountain. How do we access you if we want to hear you because we're so excited to have met you and your presence is just so calming and inviting and serene that I feel that way and I want to be with you again in an hour. I can leave the link underneath our live call. I will put the link in there. And we'll you put can... it, you'll put it on our live. Good. Okay. And uh, you can join uh, me there. And, and what I do there is I connect with one of the audience animals. They normally send me an email ahead. And then uh, the animal is actually, the animal guide us through the meditation. So is... I never know quite what comes up, but that's what I follow. The words that come into my mind. So... Yeah, pretty awesome. I also work there every month when we shift into the North American Zodiac. So at the moment, we are living in the energy time of deer. So yeah, I, I've done a presentation on that. And uh, yeah, I love doing that. There's a lot of meditations there for free. You can listen to and communicate with your own animal. So Is your webinar on June 15th, is there a cost to that? No, it's free. Free, beautiful. Yeah. So you, you offer free content and you offer content or you offer things where people pay too? Yeah, I uh, do coaching sessions. I have a membership where we work specifically with yourself and your animal and can and build a better relationship. So what is my animal actually wanting to tell me? And it's, it's normally about a three-month period that we work very intensely together. And some people find that complete other people stay for another six months um, 
some of my clients stay with me for a year and we still work together until you complete. So yeah, it's really a personal journey and I, I love to serve people in their personal journey. Eating meat or not meat, you know, however you see life fit, I, I find that really important to, to look at everything from all angles uh, and not just from, from one because no one's right and no one's wrong. And, and we're just all coloring in this earth and trying to make the best of it. So I really think that's important. And we each have our own journeys. Absolutely. Through, through our journeys through health and wellness. And yeah. uh, we meet ourselves and others where we are more and more and more after, especially we've come through the great portal of the ages. Renee, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. And I will be, be reaching out to you. Oh, for <laughs> sure. Next interview in a couple of months. It was a pleasure to meet you uh, for the first time in virtual personhood um, on, on where we both put ourselves kind of in a situation of the unknown. Yeah. And I want yeah. to encourage everybody to take that as the lesson from today that you never know what is going to come through. And so uh, trust the process and know that spirit is working through us. And with that, I thank you so very much. Have a blessed, amazing day. And for those of you that are watching and, you know, comment on our podcast and share it with your friends, because we are here to serve you uh, to our highest potential and highest capability. Different podcasts will interest different people just as different things and experiences and ways of being resonate more or less with individuals. So with that, my dear friends, share away if you're watching live on Facebook, if you're watching wherever this happens to pop up, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you the next time. Bye-bye. Bye.